One of the things you find when you are dealing with a narcissist in your life is that the media and our society in general tends to define narcissism incorrectly. There are different kinds of narcissism, obviously, and there's a spectrum of narcissism. But what tends to happen, and the reason I think that so many of us are clueless as long as we are in regard to narcissistic abuse, is that we have psychologists, we have the media all telling us that narcissism is kind of like self-esteem on steroids or that it's just really high self-esteem and the fact is that's not the case there have been a lot of different challenges to that viewpoint over the years recent years in the media and in psychology and so today we're going to discuss what is the difference between narcissism and self-esteem so let's get started My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So recent research suggests that narcissism is different from self-esteem in four ways. Number one, development. Number two, origins. Number three, consequences. And number four, outcomes. So what does that mean exactly? Well, let's talk about that. So narcissism tends to begin around age seven and so does self-esteem. I find that very fascinating. At the age of seven, children tend to begin to decide whether they're losers or winners. They decide if they're worthy and special or if they're not. When children are seven is around the time that they start to sort of perceive themselves through the eyes of other people. While self-esteem does tend to be lowest during a child's adolescence and in a healthy situation generally increases throughout life slowly kind of on a on an upward curve, narcissism tends to peak during adolescence and gradually will decline throughout the lifespan. But that again is when we're talking about a healthy person. So the development of narcissism and high self-esteem then sort of mirror each other throughout the course of human development. But interestingly enough, as we've already discussed on this channel before, both narcissism and self-esteem are affected by parenting styles and choices. Parents who tend to overestimate their kids' IQ or their kids' knowledge or abilities or things like that, those parents tend to raise children who are more narcissistic. Parents who do this or they overpraise a child's performance, they overvalue them in some cases. Narcissistic children also, as we know, develop from neglect and from being ignored, being abused sometimes because the only way they have to cope is to go inside their heads and deal with it that way. High self-esteem in children is more likely to develop when the parent is warm to the child as opposed to over-evaluating the child, overestimating their abilities, pushing them to achieve, achieve, achieve. These parents that raise high self-esteem children, they tend to be more likely to give their child a hug. They tend to show affection. They tend to appreciate their child. I'm so grateful for you. They tend to just be, they like their kids and their kids know it. They treat their kids like they matter. This kind of parenting style, this warm, I love you kind of parenting style that of course balances out with discipline tends to make a child internalize positive high self-esteem because they know they're worthy. They know they have the right to feel loved and wanted and they internalize that. It's a beautiful thing. Self-esteem, basically, when you boil it all down, self-esteem means that you consider yourself a worthy person, whether or not you consider yourself superior to other people. Narcissism in its healthy form can be sort of connected to self-esteem, but the association is kind of small because what it really all boils down to is that in the case of narcissism, you might see yourself as superior to other people, but you don't consider yourself a worthy person. But it is possible 
to think that you are a worthy person and competent without thinking you're superior to others. A report done earlier this year from the University of Georgia produced by Cortland Hyatt and Chelsea Sleep actually proves some interesting points. It shed a little bit of light on the difference between narcissism and self-esteem. While both are related to a person's ability to be assertive, a person's uh, association in the world, you know, where do they see themselves in society, positive emotions, and a drive for rewards, narcissism and self-esteem differed in 63% of the other traits that were assessed here. Self-esteem is a lot more strongly linked to perseverance and conscientiousness, while narcissism is strongly linked to agreeableness, as in narcissists are more antagonistic than people with high self-esteem. The relationship between self-esteem and agreeableness would be positive but tiny. Interestingly enough, narcissism and self-esteem differed by 75% or so in this study that was reported on. So let me fill you in on what that looks like. So for, for the narcissism but not self-esteem side, on narcissism you'll see people more likely to be confrontational, express their anger, yelling, threatening, physical aggression, feeling like the center of attention in your social networks, perceiving other people as narcissists or neurotic or disagreeable, uninhibited, frequent arguing, comparing themselves to other people. Now when we're talking about self-esteem, it's a whole other ball of wax. Self-esteem is related to feeling close to other people in your social network, perceiving other people's intelligence as attractive, still wanting high status, still wanting to have a leadership position if, if that person felt like a leader, still wanting to be intelligent, also wanting to be agreeable and kind. Yet another interesting point in this paper was the psychopathology of it all. In this case, narcissism and self-esteem differed by 100%. So for example, self-esteem is strongly connected to lower levels of anxiety, lower levels of depression, lower levels of stress in general. Narcissism, however, was only weakly related to these things. And it was much more associated with things like alcohol and substance abuse, antisocial behavior, aggression, and a lot of other forms of externalizing behavior. When we're talking about the pathological traits, narcissism always had a higher score on every single pathological trait that there was. Whereas self-esteem was particularly negatively correlated, as in it was not correlated very well, with detachment, disinhibition, and psychoticism, narcissism showed a really positive relationship to those traits. So narcissists are more likely to have those traits. And as we've discussed before on this channel, narcissism is very strongly linked to histrionic personality disorder, whereas self-esteem is not related to that disorder, either unrelated or unrelated to those behaviors, according to the report. So bottom line, narcissists are more likely to try to get ahead, to get one up on you, to step over a person or on a person to get what they want, whereas people with high self-esteem are more likely to try to develop strong, intimate connections with other people, deep relationships that matter. So this leads people to go, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to push my kid? Am I supposed to not push my kid? Am I supposed to push myself? Am I supposed to not push myself? I think what it comes down to is teaching yourself and your children to focus on being the best possible versions of themselves, but also in understanding that everyone is equal and different. Not equal and the same, because you can't say that everyone knows how to play the piano really well, but you can say that some people do. You can't say that everyone has you know, the ability to be an amazing chef, but some people do. Everyone has different strengths. And that's the thing that I focus on with my kids. If they go, well, you know, my son, my, my middle son, he says, you know, I'm, I, I can do math. I just don't love it. But I'm really, really good at English, let's say. I don't know where he gets that from. But anyway, in his case, I could focus on the fact that 
you know, he doesn't love math and I could make him do more math because I'm sure that would make him love it, right? But no, what I focus on instead is, okay, keep your grades up in math and focus on what you enjoy doing. Focus on what you love because everybody has different strengths and weaknesses. Narcissists just want to feel superior to other people and their, their main goal in socializing and connecting with people is to show other people that they are better than them or to show them their status or their, their stuff. While people with high self-esteem they want to connect with other people to develop better relationships. They want to help other people achieve and they tend to feel satisfied with themselves and they don't feel the need to blatantly compete with people as much as those with a narcissism issue. Bottom line, self-esteem is a good thing. Self-esteem makes your life better. It's a positive quality. It enhances your life. Narcissism is unhealthy. It leads to unhappiness for not just the narcissist, but for the people connected to the narcissist, as we all know. This leads me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, were you aware that narcissists have very low self-esteem? And if you didn't know that, how do you feel knowing it now? And on the flip side of that, do you think that working on your own self-esteem could possibly enhance the quality of your life? The fact of the matter is, when you've been with a narcissist, they've worked very hard to beat your self-esteem down into nothing. So one way that you can very quickly and effectively change your life for the better is to focus on feeling better about yourself, learning to love yourself unconditionally, and taking back your life. What do you think about that? Share your thoughts and your experiences in the comment section below, and let's have a good discussion about this, all right? That's all I've got for you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life, and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.